I asked earlier as we started praise and worship, how many blessed people do we have here this morning? So how many are blessed? That's right. So you're thriving instead of surviving, right? All right. I want us to pray and then we'll just dive right into the word this morning. Father God, we just thank you again for your presence that is in this place. You are here and and Lord, we just thank you for touching each one of us with words from you this morning. Not my words, but your words. And I thank you that we can focus on you and open up our hearts to receive your word and what you have for us here today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So last week we talked about blessed, to be or not to be. So you're the to be. You are being blessed. Uh, you said, you raise your hand, you said, I'm blessed. And, and that's good because... Blessed is who we should be, it's who we are, it's a state of being, it's more than just a state of mind, it is a state of being. It does begin in our thoughts, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but it it becomes who we are. We are blessed, we are the blessed people of God, children of God, who are serving Him. And now this word blessed, we we talked about last week, that it has several different things that it can mean depending on what scripture you're looking at. For example, it can mean to bless, kneel, to praise, salute, or it can mean blessings or prosperity, or it can mean happy. And that's mainly what we're focusing on in this series is in the areas in Scripture where blessed means happy. And like in James chapter 1 verse 12, it says, blessed is a man, or we could say happy is a man, who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love them. Love him. And so this word blessed, makarios, is what it means, is the, the Greek word, and it means happy, blessed, or to be envied. And that's the part that I really, really like, is that it's, it means to be envied. And you say, well, you know, I thought to envy something's not really a, a good thing. Uh, in this case, it's a really good thing. You are the one that wants to be envied. You're the one who needs to be envied. As a child of God, as one who serves Him, we should be envied. Those that are out there that do not know Christ should be looking at us as as sons and daughters of God who are serving the Lord and seeing how that we are in this state of being called blessed and this true happiness, and we they should be looking at us with envy. Can you say amen to that? Because that is what causes someone to question and go, wait a minute, maybe I'm missing just a little something. Maybe I need what they have. Maybe I need to believe what they're believing. Because they look like they're going through life just fine. And even though, and they may say that to you, it looks like you just got it all together and you're laughing on yourself. Man, there's all kinds of stuff happening Because the true definition of happiness, the biblical happiness that we're talking about here, is not that circumstances and bad things are going to happen. It's that we can bust through them. We can go through those trials, just like it said in James, that we can go through. We've got the the King of kings and the Lord of lords that is within us and is with us to help us get through those things. Therefore, because I have him, and greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world, I am blessed. I am happy. And so I get really, really excited about that when I think about, you know, it doesn't matter what the enemy may try to do. It doesn't matter in life what may come my way. I can overcome that 
because of the God who lives inside of me, because of Jesus Christ who's now inside of me, because true happiness is independent of my circumstance. It, true happiness isn't defined in the same way that the culture would define it, because the culture would say, when things are going good, you're happy. When things are going bad, you're not. But, but what I believe, because of the God that's inside me again, and the Word of God that I read, because of that, it doesn't matter if things are going good or not, I can still be happy through it all. It doesn't matter. You know, the kids, they love to play outside. And they love to go out and, and just run around. They play these games. And, and there's some kids in the neighborhood that they've really gotten to know. And we, we just moved this past fall. And, and they, they just really like to go out. When they see them out, they want to go out. And there was three or four days where we just had beautiful weather. We had some really nice weather outside. Now, there's this little yellow dust out there. So some of us may not be able to get out there and just run around. and Because that's just not a good idea for some of us. But for my kids, you know, now Joshua, he doesn't like the yellow dust. So he's inside. He's like, y'all can have that out there. I'm inside. Because the yellow dust and him, they don't agree. But the, but the younger ones, they want to go out. And then I remember, you know, they had all these plans to go outside one, one day, and then it started raining. And it wasn't just, I mean, it was a storm. And you guys can already see where I'm going with this, right? They were not, what? But so I started to tell them, well, listen, even though you can't, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself inside here, even though you want to go outside. In the midst of the storm, we can be happy. And so as I was saying that, they, they looked at me. You just don't get it, Daddy. <laughs> Have you ever been told that? You know, you're a parent. You just don't get it, Daddy. <laughs> but it's so true that even though there's a storm happening, we can be happy through it, right? Amen? True happiness is to enjoy the present without depending on the future change of circumstances. I'll say that one more time. True happiness is to enjoy the present without depending on the future change of circumstances. And so when we decide that I am going to be happy, doesn't matter about the circumstances, I don't need a circumstance to change to be happy, that's when we're starting to get it. And we look at the Word of God and the principles that are there, and we begin to apply those, we can be happy. And so, last week we started seven reasons why you should be happy right now. We only got through one. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get through all of six. We're not going to try, we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to get through all six this morning. More reasons why we should be happy. And the first one that we did last week is there are people in your life who love and depend on you. So we need to choose to be happy for the sake of those around us. And we read in Philippians 4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And this word rejoice means to rejoice exceedingly, to be glad, be well, thrive. We need to thrive, not just survive, but thrive for those that are around us. If anything, you know, for, for the sake of ourselves. But sometimes we look at it and say, oh, I don't care about me. Well, for the sake of those around us, we need to thrive so that we can bring them up. And bring them out of what they're going through. So that they can see us being happy despite what's going on. 
and they can be happy as well. Now, the second reason why we should be happy right now, why we should be blessed, is that life can change dramatically at a moment's notice. Life can change dramatically at a moment's notice. And because of this, we don't need to wait on a circumstance to change so we can be happy. Because we don't know when it's going to change, how it's going to change, if it's going to change. We don't know those things. And we don't need to wait on somebody else to be happy or a family member or something like that. You might be waiting a long time. Some of you just had family members go through your mind and you're like, yeah. Because they just, they're not going to be happy. So I'm going to be happy regardless. I remember one time we were, you know, in the house. And I, was in, I wasn't in the greatest of moods. You know, and you know how that goes. You come down. My wife, she's got that smile. She's been humming. She's been singing. And she just, you know, I come in. She's like, good morning. I'm like, you know, the sleepy head, the whole thing coming down. I, I didn't have a good night. It wasn't the best of nights. My neck's kind of hurting from the way I did the pillow and I did it wrong. How many's been there? You know, and you just, and you can't, just, just all that stuff. And so I started piling it on, like, you know, and then I got this to do today and that, and it's like, oh man, and uh, it just blah, blah, blah. And so I'm Mr. Grumpy Pants. I'm just, I'm Mr. Grumpy Pants. And she's deciding to be happy despite my attitude, despite what I'm doing. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. That's what I'm thinking. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm saying this and that, and she just looked at me and she says, you just need to get over it. And just smiled and went back and did her and said, you just need to get over it. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, she's right. I need to get over it. I'm not thriving right now. I'm not choosing to be happy. See, she wasn't going to wait on me to be happy before she was happy. She decided, I'm going to enjoy the Lord. I'm going to enjoy my day anyhow. It doesn't matter what Mr. Grumpy Pants is doing. It doesn't matter. Because, you know, life can change. And you know what she thought? Well, he'll get over it. He'll get past it. He's going to change. It don't matter. I don't need to wait on him. I just enjoy my day. Now, it's been flip-flop before as well. <laughs> don't get it twisted. <laughs> I've been the one coming down humming, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, and you know, how some, I know some of y'all do that. Don't even play. <laughs> And she's Miss Grumpy Pants. And I'm like, you just got to get over it. (laughs) I go about my day. Because we can't wait on each other. And, you know, I used to think, you know, it, it just takes one of us as the authority figures in the house. It just takes one of us and we can bring the mood of the whole house down. And it was true. And I used to say that too. I was like, you got to cheer. You're bringing me down. You're bringing everybody down. But then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I've said that several times. And I'm realizing as I begin to look and I begin to study, it's not about her, it's about me. It's not about the person sitting next to you. It's not about the people around you. It's about you, church. It's about you. And when we get that, and we get it down our spirit that it's about you, it's about me, it's about you as an individual, then we'll start changing the world around us. Amen? We'll start to get it because it's up to you to thrive. It's not about somebody else and it's not up to them. It's about you to be blessed. It's about you to thrive. It's about me to make that decision. I'm going to do what the word of God says to do. In Ephesians 5 verse 15, 
It says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time. See, Paul was speaking to the Ephesians and he said, your time. He didn't say, well, wait for me to make the use of my time and then you go ahead. That's not what he was saying. He was saying to you, you, you make the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the world, what the Lord is. Now this word walk, I underlined it. We look at verse 15 again. This word walk, it means to make one's way or to progress, to make due use of opportunities to regulate one's life. And you know, like in the cars and things, they have these, you know, they have regulators, things that regulate your speed, that regulate your idle. Because if you got in the car and it didn't have that regulator, my, my throttle thing was all off because the regulator was off, whatever part it is that, that regulates my idle speed. And you could get in and start it, and my car would go, and I'm like, okay, something's wrong. We've got to take this in because I've got that noise, you know, so I've got to take that in. And see, some of us, our regulator's a little off in our walk. You know, the regulators, and we got this noise. And the thing is, is God wants us to make due use of the opportunities that He's given us. Because anything, life can change just dramatically at a moment's notice. We have no idea. So we've got to make the most use of every moment that we have and choose, no matter what. And, and in verse 15 there, in the New Living Translation, so be careful how you live. See, it's not just, it's, he wasn't talking about walking like this. He's talking about how you live. Be careful how you live, that you regulate and make use of every opportunity that you have. Don't wait on anybody else, because you could be waiting a long time if you're waiting on somebody else. And we choose to be blessed now. We choose to be happy now using the Word of God. God wants us to enjoy the life He has given us when? Now. Now. Number three, the third reason why you should be happy right now. And this is a real real simple one because happy people are more productive. Happy people are more productive. Nobody's ever felt like, man, you don't get a whole lot accomplished in a day before. You know, sometimes you go through a day and you're like, I feel like I did nothing. I felt like I was doing all this, but it just didn't, not a whole lot gets done. And, and you know, sometimes... That's true because, you know, something will happen and we've got to focus on that. We don't get to all the things we want on our list. Nobody's ever made a list. You've got a checklist and you're like, oh man, I'm going to get to this, this. And you get maybe about past number two on your ten point list that you needed to do for the day. Because the second one just, it just blew up and it just got a whole lot harder. And, you know, cleaning out the closets at the very bottom of the list. And you do that on purpose because you do not want to clean out your closet. So you know you never get to 10, so you always put that at the bottom. That's what I do. Just being honest. Happy people in general are more productive, and Christians who walk in happiness are more likely to fulfill God's will for their lives than unhappy Christians. See, the ones who walk around with the grumpy pants thing, they don't feel like doing much. They don't feel like doing anything. I just don't feel like it. That's, that's me doing the TV clicker, if you didn't. You know, something. I don't feel like doing that, so I'm just not going to feel like it. 
And so happy people are more productive. They've got more energy. There's an energy going. And they can, they can move a whole lot. They can get going. And one of the things also that can hold us back many times is fear from being productive and doing the things that God has told us to do. Fear can hold us back. I want to look in Matthew chapter 25 and Jesus was telling about the parable of the talents. And there was this man who went on a long trip, but he left his talents, which is just, it's a sum of money, with his three servants. And he gave one servant five talents, he gave another servant two talents, and then he gave uh, another servant one talent. And then when he left, he came back to see what they had done with his money. He comes back and we pick up in verse 24 and it says, He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, and the the other ones with the five talent, they multiplied theirs. They took their money, their master's money, the one with the five talents, and the one with the two talents, and they doubled it. So they were working hard with that money and they put it to use. But here's this one, and he says, Well, Master, the one that had the one talent, he says, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him and said, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Fear is a happiness killer. Fear is a happiness killer. And it keeps us from being productive. Fear, in this sense, is actually it, it's, it's counterproductive. And this man who buried his talent, he was not blessed because he was afraid. Because of fear. And we're talking blessed in the sense of happy and blessed in the sense of wealth and prosperity. Because then he had judgment on him from his master. And his master, after that, punished him. And so Christ, you know, He's given us commands in His Word. He's given us things to do, the principles in His Word. And we need to be about the Father's business. And when we do that, we get blessed. Monetarily, wealthy-wise, all the things, the blessings, the things. When we walk in the ways of the Lord, the Lord blesses us. And I believe that He wants to bless us. Just in the same way, you know, I may have an allowance for my children, and they, they do what I've had them do, and I give them an allowance, I bless them. Or I may do something for them, I may take them get some ice cream, or do this for them, or do that for them. Because why? I want my children to be blessed, I want them to be happy. And God is the same way. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be happy. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. God wants you to be happy. And fear is that thing that can get in the way. So we've got to cast down all fear. God's love cast down all fear. Pastor Justin did a message on that a few weeks ago. You can get online and take a look at that on fear and how that we can receive the love of the Father. And it's that love that helps us to conquer fear. The fourth reason that we need to be looking at here as to why, oh man, I need to be happy. And the reason why is the world needs more happy people. The world needs more happy people. And this is a real simple one. And we look around, we see there's just so much you know, negative, especially when you put on the news. And I've talked about this before. I, I just Sometimes you just got to turn the news off. It'll just bring you down. You know, Sometimes you just got to turn it off because they're not reporting all the good stuff. The, the vast majority of what they're reporting is negative. Now, every now and then they may do a nice little warm, fuzzy story for you. and Oh, that was so nice. But most of the time, they don't. 
But the actions of one happy person can create a ripple effect that can literally change the world. So be the change you wish to create. Choose happiness. Choose happiness. Right after the Beatitudes that we read last week in Matthew chapter 5, and we looked at those, those verses there, and then it gets to verse 13. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. Notice, he's, say, you know, he's saying you, not somebody else. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And it's not a mistake that we have these verses here right after he's talking about being blessed, being happy, being envied. Because those who are being envied, those who are blessed, those who are walking in happiness, those are the ones who are a light to this world. The world needs more happy people. He needs you, he needs me in this world to do what he left us to do, which is to go and to preach to everyone, which just means to just tell the good news, tell others, show others by our actions, show others by when we're coming into work, we don't have that frown anymore, we got that big joker grin going on, you know, something. He needs us. He needs you. He needs me. He needs all of us. And so the question is, are you salty? Do you taste good? Do you taste good? Are you bright? I'll tell you what I cannot stand eating without salt is potato chips. I'm going to tell you, they're horrible. They're horrible. Now, don't raise your hand if you like baked Lay's. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> baked Lay's potato chips are of the devil. No, I'm kidding. They're not, they're, not, they're not of the devil. I don't... Whoever came up with the formula and whoever came up with that chip was not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to tell you, that baked Lay's potato chip tastes like cardboard. I don't understand if that's your favorite trip or chip. You must be tripping. No, I, 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 I don't know how you like it. I don't understand it. I guess to each his own. But baked lays, it's just not happening. It's just not happening. I've got to have a salty potato chip if I'm going to eat it. And so, you know, when people look at, look at you... Are you a baked Lay's or a salty potato chip? Which one are you? Do you taste good? Do you taste good? You're laughing. You're thinking, Lord, why in the world is he going? You're not going to forget this this week. This is going to be imprinted in your mind. You mean walking around, am I a baked Lay's or am I, you know? The ones that are really good are those kettle chips, man. Those things are Fried and lard. I mean, those suckers are <laughs> literally. I looked up the. I got a bag of chips. It was a few years ago. I went into 7 Eleven. We got time. I went into 7 Eleven. I saw this thing. It said kettle chips. You know the one in the brown paper bag? Oh, some of y'all know. You were just like, the and just went in your face. You're like, yeah, that's my. Favorite. You know? 
And, and, and I started eating. I was like, man, these are the best chips ever. And I'm sitting there eating it. By the end of the bag, though, it was almost, it was almost like too much salt. You know, they, they just put so much salt on it. And I said, man, this cannot be good for you. And I, I flipped it over and I, I began to read the, the nutritional facts. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Then I got to the ingredients and it said lard. I, I'm not kidding. Salt, you know, potato, lard. I was like, it, it's, it's literally dipped and fried in lard. It is so good, though. It is so good. So now you can go around, am I a baked Lay's, or have I been baked in lard? Then salt, added salt, good stuff, clog them arteries, yeah. All right, the fifth reason why you need to be happy is because happy people have better relationships. Happiness is learning to understand rather than to immediately judge. Isn't that so true? That, you know, a person can save himself from so many falls just by taking the time to be patient and listen and trying to understand Rather than jump to a conclusion. You know, interrupting that sentence. But I can't believe you're saying... You know, and sometimes, you know, we jump the gun. But happy people have better relationships. And so that's the fifth reason why we need to be blessed. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, uh, after next week, after Mother's Day. And talk a little bit about the relationships. Number six. The sixth reason why you should be happy right now is happy people are healthier. Happy people are healthier. They're not eating those chips with lard. Okay. (laughs) Studies literally have shown a direct correlation between health and happiness. Happy people tend to take better care of themselves by exercising more, eating healthier than unhappy folks. And this is, you know, studies that they've done and, and you look. And in Proverbs 17, 22, it says, "...a merry heart doeth good like a medicine." But a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. And that's so true. You know, sometimes I've felt real tired. I've been, you know, because I'm down and this and that. And then something happens and my spirit gets lifted. And all of a sudden, I've just, I've got a little bit more energy just at that moment. And so a merry heart doeth good like medicine. So that's the, that's the sixth reason why we need to be happy. Why we should be happy right now is because happy people are healthier. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this in our small group. So if you come on Wednesday night, we're going to hit some of these things and on Wednesday or, or tonight on Wednesday or, or Friday night. Uh, be sure and get in there and we'll look at, look at this a little bit more. The seventh one and the last reason why you should be happy is you're alive. You're alive. No matter how sick, tired, sad, or unhappy you are, There's one thing that you can still be grateful for, and it's the fact that you're still here. Can you say amen to that? The fact that you're still here. We need to count our blessings. Count the days. We don't know. You know, that's the thing. We don't know when life can take a turn. And so we need to be happy we're alive. Say, well, TJ, you don't understand what's been going on. I've been so depressed. I've been so down. The things that's been going on, it's, it's, life has not been a bed of roses. 
And, you know, I'm trying to make lemonade out of these lemons, but right now it's just like sour lemons. And I can't do it. And sometimes we've got to change our perspective. I want to read this thing as a little uh, story here. It's called A King and His Kingdom. The king called in two servants. He told the first servant, I want you to go throughout the whole kingdom and gather weeds of all different varieties and bring them back to me. Then the king told the other servant, and I said, I want you to go throughout the whole kingdom and get as many flowers as you can of all different varieties. And he told them both, he said, you got one week to do this and go gather as many varieties to the one, the weeds, and the other, the roses. He said, come on back after a week. So a week went by, and the guy that had the weeds, he had all these weeds, and he said, I cannot believe there are so many weeds in this kingdom. I am totally convinced that all we've got in the kingdom is weeds. That's all we've got. And then the other guy comes in, and he's got all these different types of roses. I mean, his arms are full, and he's like, and, and, and flowers, and you know, the, all the flowers. And he's like, King, you wouldn't believe how many types of flowers there are out there. I'm totally convinced that the only thing in this kingdom is flowers. That's all we've got. That's all we've got. After they'd returned, they looked at these two. And the thing is, only one servant saw only weeds. The other one saw only flowers. Why was that? It's because that's what they were looking for. That's what they were looking for. So that's what they saw. So what are you seeking after? What am I seeking after? What are we... What? Are our eyes on? What are we looking at? To where, you know, sometimes it's just like life is just horrible and we can't even be happy that we're alive today, that we're still walking, you know, that we're still breathing, that we're still here. You know, why sometimes we get so down? It's because our perspective is a little off. That what we're looking at is the wrong thing. We're looking at the weeds instead of looking at the flowers. And if we keep our eyes on Jesus... You'll be happy you're alive. Amen? Amen? Happiness begins with our thoughts. While true that biblical happiness is it's, it's more than a state of mind, it, it's who we are, it's, it, it's a state of being, but things it, it begins with our thoughts. The happiness of your life and the happiness of my life depends upon the quality of my thoughts. Therefore, we need to guard the type of thoughts that we are thinking. We've got to guard our heart. We've got to guard how, how we're thinking so that we can walk in the ways of the Lord and be blessed. That we can look at these seven reasons and say, you know what? Those are good reasons to be happy. Those are good reasons to be blessed. Paul said this in Philippians, and you know, very popular scripture. Most of us have heard it. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good repute. King James says, good report. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Think on these things. Dwell on these. This is where our thoughts should be. In fact, You know, happiness and virtue, they rest on each other. 
the best are not only the happiest, but the happiest are usually the best. They rest on each other. It's not the place or the condition. It's not, you know, the circumstance, but it's the mind that can make us either happy or miserable. Things start right there. The battles for your mind. That's why Paul said, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. And this is why the scripture says when he talks about repent, he's saying, think different. Don't think the way you were thinking before. Think differently. Think the way I've told you how to think. Think the way that my word says on how you're to think and how you're to dwell on and what you're to be, which is a good report. Those things that are lovely, those things, because that's what's going to bring us up to where we're now salty, that we're a light to those around us, those that they can see us. They can see Jesus in you. They can see Jesus in me. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinks within himself, so is he. As he thinks within himself, so is he. As we think in our heart, as we think, that's who we are. That's who we become. If I think I'm the head, I'm the head. If I think I'm the tail, I'm the tail. The scripture says you are the head and not the tail. And he says that all things, in that same passage, he said all things are under your feet. Under your feet. Don't allow the enemy to rob your happiness. Don't allow the enemy or a circumstance to rob your happiness. Put all of these things under your feet. Can we all stand on our feet? I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you to be. To be blessed. This is blessed to be or not to be. I want to encourage you to be. To be the one that in that kingdom that's walking around looking for flowers. They're always smelling the roses. And we do that through the strength of the Holy Spirit. Building ourselves up. In Jude, it says to build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying always in the Holy Ghost. So, you know, rely on the Holy Spirit that God has given you. And and use that and tap into that and the promises that God has spoken. I want to encourage you as well, you know, and we say this and we've we've been talking about the small groups a lot, but, you know, if you get into a connect group, you know, get into one of those. We're going to be talking a lot more about these and going a little deeper into this. And so if you can, if, if at all possible, I know some of us have you know, work and, and schedules and different things, and, but if at all possible, be sure and sign up to one of those. And don't feel like, you know, oh, well, if I sign up, I have to come every week. No, it's okay. It's okay. You come as much as you can. Come as much as you can. <laughs> He's ready to come every week. I want you to come every week. I, I really do. But, you know, we understand if, if there's a day or, or, or what have you, but... Come as much as you possibly can. Be there. Get in the Word and go deeper. I want to invite every single one of you, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, to be there in fellowship. We, we, we fellowship and we also look a little bit you know, deeper into this. Okay, this morning, we need to put a plan of action in place. And the plan of action is that this week, and this is kind of like your homework, okay? This week, you're going to walk around and throughout your day. You're going to live your life. You're looking... Now, what am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? Am I that baked lays 
Or am I that real salty chip? That may be silly, but let me tell you. That salty chip is Philippians 4.8. Thinking on whatsoever things are pure, lovely, a good report. How are your thoughts? We're going to capture our thoughts. And the scripture said we can cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. I can cast down every, every, every thought that comes that's, that's not of God, that I know that is negative. I can put that thing under my feet and I can walk in the way that God wants me to walk and be that light that's shining bright. God wants you to be that light. He wants you to be that salt on the earth. So this week, that's the homework that we're going to capture our thoughts. We're going to make sure that we're looking for the flowers. We're smelling the roses all the time. We're not looking for the weeds. We're not focused on the weeds. We're thriving instead of surviving. Let's pray. Father, this morning, I just thank you for your word. I just thank you for how you've spoken to us that we need to walk in this happiness, in this state of blessedness that you've called us to walk in. You said in your word that you would bless us if we do your commandments, if we look at your ways. Lord, we know it's conditional, and so right now, Lord, we, we are making the commitment, we're deciding, we're choosing. And if that's you, just raise your hand. You're going to choose to think on good things this week. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand right now to God and say, Lord, I am going to choose to think on these things. The things that are of a good report. The things that are lovely. I'm looking at the flowers. I no longer am going to look at the weeds. And I cast down every thought and imagination and every high thing and put it under my feet right now. I am the head. I am the tail. Just say that to the Lord right now. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. I am the head and not the tail. All things are under my feet in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, right now we repent. We think differently for the thoughts that we've thought before and being in a state of not happiness, not, not, in, not in the way that you want us to be in and not walking in the way that you would have us to walk. And so, Father, right now, I thank you. And Lord, I just thank you that this change that's happening, that's happening in this body, that others would be able to look at these here with their hands raised and they would envy them. They would envy them and want what they have. Lord, I speak right now blessings on every single person in this place in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah Lord we give you all praise glory and honor in Jesus name amen and amen can we give the Lord a hand God is so good